Welcome to another Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I created this show with the intention of empowering others to help and love themselves. Aside from weekly skin tips, you will hear me spotlight extraordinary souls from around the world who are making a difference by helping people in their own way. Together, we can all make a difference, and it starts with love, love from the hip. The Earth is said to be 4.543 billion years old. It has been referred to as Gaia in Greek, Ki in Sumerian, and Jeb in Egyptian, among others. The name Earth came from the word Erda, which means soil, and later was named Earth in the early 15th century. Earth has long been celebrated throughout history. However, it wasn't until just 51 years ago that a specific day was carved out just for her. After witnessing the ramifications of a massive oil spill in Santa Barbara, Senator Gaylord Nelson from Wisconsin, inspired by student anti-war movements, sought to infuse this energy into raising public consciousness and awareness about Earth's air and water pollution. He recruited, recruited a young activist by the name of Dennis Hayes to organize campus teach-ins and chose April 22nd to do so. Subsequently, Earth Day was born. In 1970, it inspired 20 million Americans to take to the streets, parks, and auditoriums to demonstrate against the impacts of 150 years of industrial development, which had already severely impacted human health. Earth Day of 1970 brought about massive coast-to-coast rallies in communities, towns, and cities. It achieved a rare political alignment, enlisting support from both sides, the Democrats and the Republicans, It brought people together no matter their status or occupation, and it succeeded in bringing about the creation of the United States Environmental Protection Agency, as well as the passage of environmental laws, which were the first of their kind, like the Clean Water Act, passed just two years later. In 1990, Earth Day went global. It not only largely propelled recycling efforts worldwide, but also paved the way for the 1992 United Nations Earth Summit in Rio de Janeiro. Earth Day 2000 was more focused on global warming and clean energy. By Earth Day 2010, EarthDay.org was established. Despite the backlash from oil lobbyists, reserved politicians, and a split environmental community, it created opportunities for civic engagement and volunteerism in 193 countries. Five years after the birth of Earth Day, in 1975, the term global warming was coined by geoscientist Wallace Broker, According to NASA, global warming is the long-term heating of Earth's climate system observed since the pre-industrial period between 1850 and 1900 due to human activities, primarily fossil fuel burning, which increases greenhouse gas levels in Earth's atmosphere, whereas climate change is the long-term change in the average weather patterns that have come to define Earth's local, regional, and global climates. It refers to both human and naturally produced warming and the effects it has on our planet. Between 2000 and 2019, nine of the hottest years ever recorded took place, with fossil fuel consumption rising higher than ever. By the end of 2019, however, a global movement driven by the nonprofit network Fossil Free signed up groups from all over the world to pressure companies and institutions to divest. They succeeded in divesting $11 trillion from fossil fuels. Many more organizations and individual people have come forward to help save our planet, 
and address what is inevitably a climate crisis. In August 2018, 15-year-old Greta Thunberg sat alone outside the Swedish parliament to protest the inaction on climate crises. She was instrumental in organizing Fridays for Future, a weekly global movement mostly held by students to help create change. Thunberg uses COVID-19 as a perfect example of how society is not sustainable because a single virus was capable of destroying economies worldwide. Thunberg, also alluding to COVID-19, points out how quickly change can happen when humanity comes together and works together. Johan Rockström, Earth's system scientist and director of the Potsdam Institute, theorizes there to be a strong correlation between the pandemic and the environmental crises. He linked deforestation and the wildlife trade with heightening the likelihood of a virus leaping the species boundary, air pollution weakening human respiratory systems, and the expansion of air travel allowing epidemics to spread more easily and quickly. The pandemic has helped to shift public opinion and raise more consciousness and awareness towards the climate crises globally, many now believing climate is as serious a long-term crisis as COVID-19. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres believes post-pandemic recovery should focus on six goals. An economic shift from gray concrete to green nature, investment in the future rather than the past, with an end to fossil fuel subsidies, the incorporation of climate risk into the financial system, and international cooperation. All of it needing to happen sooner than later as the weight is becoming too heavy for Earth and its inhabitants to bear. As Rockstrom strongly asserted, we are living beyond the caring capacity of the planet, so we are putting human health and the health of nature at risk. Today on Love from the Hip, I have the great pleasure of having author, television contributor, speaker, and founder of the viral energy, Penelope Jean Hayes, and channeler and medium of Pax Wisdom, Carol Serene Borgens, on my show. They will share insight and wisdom channeled in from a divine source on how long Earth may have left if we continue upon this wasteful path, as well as things we can do to heal it and ourselves. So stick around for this empowering show. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, 
No problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at esteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. The veil is the line between physical and non-physical realities, between spirit and matter. Listen in to Go Beyond the Veil, an exciting new show every second Wednesday of each month from 2 to 3 p.m. In this engaging and informational jam-packed radio hour, hosts Sakura Sutter and Rory Reich interview folks who make a living crossing the veil, assisting others on their journeys of healing and self-discovery. Drawing from their own experiences, Sakura and Rory have come to realize how challenging it can be to understand it all. So they will ask the hard questions to not only reveal more truths and clarity, but in an effort to make spiritual sense. They hope by offering you, the listener, a resource where science meets spirituality that you too can finally put your skepticism to rest once and for all. So join them as they go Beyond the Veil. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook and to subscribe and share my podcast, Love from the Hip. That's HYP, anywhere you can find podcasts. Today, I have the pleasure of having author, television contributor, speaker, and founder of the viral energy, Penelope Jean Hayes, and channeler and medium of PAX Wisdom, Carol Serene Borgens, on my show. Hey there, you two. Thanks for joining me today. Hi, Sakura. Hi, thanks for having us. (laughs) And where are you both at today? I'm in Naples, Florida. And I'm in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia, just up the road from you. Yes, you are. And two whole different parts of the (laughs) the world. (laughs) So how did you two end up meeting? Sure. So I had gone to this is Penelope speaking. I had gone to Carol for some channeling sessions and had known her and the spirit energy in which she channels through those sessions. And then it wasn't long after that, that Carol, you know, Carol had been aware of what I was working on just by way of that we were already introduced in this way. And one day I get communication from Carol saying that Pax, who is the spirit messenger of peace, of which she channels, wanted to help with with my purpose and mission and what I was working on. And that help was to help with wisdom for the Viral Energy Institute. And we were working on environmental healing and looking at some out-of-the-box modalities, mixing metaphysics, quantum physics, spirituality with traditional Mm -hmm. science is what we were looking at to try to find ways that were out-of-the-box to address Mm -hmm. this issue. And that's how it began. And so I had been on book tour, met up with Carol in British Columbia. And when I returned from book tour, we started a couple of days later, and I believe it was October 5th of last year. And we began with, it sort of started as 10 questions. And so I was like, this is fantastic, you know, to be able to ask this amazing source of wisdom these questions. So I sent 10 questions, Carol channeled them, returned the answers, you know, very expeditiously within a couple of hours, really. Hmm. And so that's how it went. And we realized very soon that, 
it was it was a conversation and we kind of all said you know this actually more reads like a book you know i wonder if this is a book and i had been working on a book and it was just an outline at that time titled do unto earth and it was taking um, the work that I was doing in the viral energy message to its next evolution, which is this planetary scale. And so I already had this outline and this title, Do Unto Earth. And so we asked Pax, is this actually meant to adopt the title Do Unto Earth? Because it sure sounded like it to me. And he says, indeed. And so Mm -hmm. here we are today. (laughs) And it's a great book. I have to say, I read the whole thing. Thank you. Great read for everybody. So can we go back to Pax? So how would you define Pax? Well, I would define Pax um, slightly different just from perspective to how Carol would. So perhaps we'll both answer. Carol, as she will tell you, has been channeling Pax for many, many years, decades. And it is an energy that she feels and knows, I would say, on an intimate level. For me, I was the newbie on the block here um, (laughs) to, you know, to Pax and Pax's wisdom and Pax's energy. And so also coming from a background as a journalist, I ask questions and in fact was kind of brought into the project as a result that I would ask a lot of questions. And so very early on, I wanted to better define who Pax was. And at that time we didn't have the name Pax. We just knew that Carol was channeling spirit. And so I asked a series of questions, kind of really trying to pin this down because I wanted to know, you know, is this, I, you know, I thought in the back of my mind is this, you know, a spirit? Is this some um, fantastic, you know, prophet who had once walked the earth? Like thinking maybe is this, you know, Jesus? Is Mm -hmm. this, you know, what is this energy? I knew the wisdom was a very light energy, loving, loving wisdom energy, but wanted to define it. And so the answer that I was given to the specific question, well, who are you exactly? Here was the answer. And this is a direct quote. We are one with the universe, not the universe alone. We are the divine universe, yes, and the God being and the greater wisdom, that which knows and supports all and is healing, non-judgmental and tolerant, all-seeing, all-knowing, and peace, end quote. And so from there, there was a conversation about the term God and God being, and it was made very clear that, that we can go really wrong as humans with that word because there are many religions and they define their divine source energy in different ways with different terms. And I believe it was that perhaps I would say God being to identify that energy. And maybe the next person would say universal wisdom or, uh, you know, the divine or, um, you know, any number of terms, uh, Yahweh, you know, any mm-hmm. number of terms that various peoples and religions might give that that energy so that's how i would define pax and carol would have her her own perspective thanks for sharing that so carol what what do you feel well as penelope said um pax gave us that quote he gave us the knowledge of how we can address him and how we can think of him um also i should say that I use the term him. Pax is not one individual. Pax is the universal wisdom, the source energy. Um, For my purposes, for these 25 years I've been channeling Pax, I've come to use the 
the term he or him. Um, initially, when I first began channeling packs, I you know, was a very much smaller scale. And I used to think of Pax as my spirit guide. Um, I still do, but it's much bigger. Pax is much bigger. The Pax's wisdom and energy and concern for all of Earth's people and Earth's resources is, is huge. It's all-encompassing. And uh, so for me, uh, it's, it's the universal source energy, the greater wisdom that we are blessed to be able to tap into and have shared with us. Okay. And so why do you think he chose you, Carol? (laughs) He told me, uh, because I asked that very question, I was a channeler already. I was uh, channeling other spirit. And one evening, um, as by the way, I used the process of automatic writing. One evening, as I was so doing in my office, the energy shifted completely, um, the writing changed, and I was introduced to Pax. He had a request at that point if I would agree to be his channel. Uh, I would also agree to bring his wisdom forth into book form and have it shared with the world, which was a pretty, pretty major uh, request for me at that time. Um, sitting back in my chair, I had to ask, why me? Hmm. Um, and the reply was one I'll never forget. Pax responded, because you're new at this, because you have no bad habits, and you will change none of my words. Hmm. He was anticipating that I would be a pure channel for his wisdom, his energy, his teachings. After a moment, I asked for time to consider this request. It was too big of a of a request for me to give an answer at that moment. So, in fact, I did. I took a week or two um, to contemplate and agreed. And that was in the mid-1990s. And as Penelope said, here we are today. Exactly. So I have to ask you, as a channeler, how do you know you're channeling packs? Is it a a different energy, a different feeling? It is the only entity. Packs is the only energy that I channel. Okay. I have not channeled another since that time. In terms of how I know, it's the energy. It's it's how you know anyone. You recognize their energy. It is non-changing. It is always present. It is always pure love. And can anyone I'm truly blessed to have this. Can anyone channel packs? Uh sure. Um, that's such a good question, Sakura. I asked that one time of Pax because the question was posed to me. And his the Pax response was this. He said, my wisdom is there for the taking. No, I'm sorry. He said, my wisdom is there for the enlightened. Anyone can access it. That was his quote. Mm. Oh, wonderful. 
So people should understand each person has the ability to channel uh, whether whether they're accessing their higher self or you know entering into the spirit realm each person has the ability within themselves it's a matter of believing in that and uh, and trusting in it and trying right because we're all part of source right we're all part of spirit indeed so, so let's go to your book do you want to earth what would you say is the utmost intention of writing it for the awakening of the human species in terms of um, a consciousness awakening an awakening to who we truly are when you you know clear the clouds of all of the stuff that we've put in our own way what we really are is light beings of higher consciousness light energy and we need to return to that and we need to do it expeditiously because we are at a critical point in our planet uh, for our environmental repair mm-hmm. and for where we go, where we're going in our consciousness we're getting into a lot of things such as weapons of mass destruction and areas that we don't have the consciousness to operate safely so we're at a critical point right now where we need to elevate in order to get things straight for ourselves. A critical point, but also at a point where we can still pivot. Is that correct? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, um, in Do Unto Earth, I had asked PAX specifically, you know, a timeline for, you know, what kind of time do we have left? Like, why are, I think the question first started that, why are you contact contacting us now? Like, why did you put together this team of Carol and myself at this particular moment in history? You know, why not 20 years ago? Why exactly now? And it was clear that there's intervention at this time from higher sources. And, you know, you can think of that as the spirit world and would also include extraterrestrial beings, light energy beings. We'll get into that. Yes. But there's intervention now that we haven't gotten it right on our own. And we're, you know, dangerously going down a rabbit hole here that we we need help. And so it was, uh, I was told that we had 8 to 12 years before we reached a, sel- a fail-safe point for the health and wellness of planet Earth, but more specifically our place on planet Earth, mm. because she will repair. But, you know, we're, we're on the verge of extincting ourselves and many other species on this planet looking at what we do you had mentioned in your monologue global warming and pollution in general we have a massive plastic issue on this planet and yet we all just go about our business every day like nothing's going on right and and yet something really is going on and we're really going down the drain cosmically and really fast so we need to get it together and we need help at this time okay well i want to get back into your book and everything that pax has to share but we're gonna have to take a quick break So everyone stick around for the Weekly Skinny up next. It's give me the 
On this weekly skinny, I would like to discuss the skin issues that are continuing to arise from wearing a mask. For starters, dermatologists are pointing out that if you are already prone to acne, the masks are not helping. Maskne is a real thing, and if you wear makeup under your mask, especially makeup that is non-comedogenic, it can also contribute to maskne. Also, with the warmer weather coming in, it is easier to sweat. And with more sweat under a confined, non-breathable mask comes the buildup of more bacteria, which can also result in more breakouts, especially since most people are not cleansing their skin until the end of their day. Other skin issues that are becoming more common from wearing a mask are dry skin, itchiness, redness, and contact dermatitis. Contact dermatitis is an allergic reaction that can occur on the skin related to a direct contact with the substance, which in this case is the mask. In rare cases, some people even develop hives. To combat all of these issues, dermatologists are recommending not only cleaning your cloth masks, but also using cleansers strong enough to kill bacteria and address breakouts, while soothing enough to calm irritation. And heavier moisturizers as well as antioxidants like topical vitamin A, C, and E, which help to buffer, protect, soothe, and repair the skin. Of course, the mask wearers suffering the most are healthcare and emergency medical professionals, who are having to wear masks all day, especially under more stressful situations. They have been experiencing physical skin tears and lesions, which doctors are concerned may act as portals for bacterial, viral, and fungal infections to essentially penetrate the skin, even gaining access to the circulatory system. Those tears in the skin are caused by the mask materials, which are harsh enough to create substantial friction. And when accompanied by the sweat and moisture that escape the mask, this only increases the friction, which ultimately creates tears. This sweat or moisture actually compromises the mechanical strength of the skin and reduces the tissue strength, making it more susceptible to skin tears and lesions. To combat this, doctors are recommending beefing up the barrier of the skin underneath masks by using products which act like a skin barrier, like petroleum jelly. Petroleum jelly, however, has its adverse effects because it is a mixture of mineral oils and waxes and does not allow the skin to breathe. A better option to boost up the barrier and to heal dry, damaged, and irritated skin is the medical barrier cream from Epionce. This nourishing complex infused with rosehip, safflower, avocado, and meadow foam seed oil help revive, deeply hydrate, and seal in moisture while the date extract renews and replenishes the skin. Prior to using the medical barrier cream, also try using a lytic treatment from Epionce as well, which will address breakouts or mask knee. This natural form of salicylic will help to keep breakouts at bay. You can purchase these amazing products at epionce.com and simply enter the code 2011401 at checkout. Men, care for your skin properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers their Gentleman's Groom Clinical Facial designed for your rugged skin. A deep cleansing clinical facial is like a one-two-three punch to wrinkles, age spots, and problem skin. Tame those brows, ears, and nostrils. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com Family owned since 1986, Stargazers, a unique metaphysical bookshop, offers a large selection of precious gems, jewelry, candles, sage, shamanic drums and rattles, oracle cards, incense, and more. 
Plus, you can find a variety of healing goodness from some of the best healers under one roof, such as tarot and oracle card readings, spiritual response therapy, data healing, and energy work. Located in Bellevue at 12727 Northrop Way, Suite 10, Stargazers provides a foundation for healing, ample wisdom, and resources for starting or continuing your spiritual journey. Stargazers, making sense of the stars and everything esoteric. For more information and store hours, go to stargazersbooks.com. That's S-T-A-R-G-A-Z-E-R-S books.com or call 425-885-7289. That's 425-885-7289. Welcome back to Love from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. Today on Love from the Hip, I have the great pleasure of having author, television contributor, speaker, and founder of the Viral Energy Penelope Jean Hayes, and channeler and medium of Pax Wisdom, Carol Serene Borgens, on my show. And before the break, we were discussing the book, Do Unto Earth, your book, and Pax's wisdom. And I was hoping that you, there's so much in there, right? But I was hoping you could share some of the ways in which Pax recommends we can save our planet. Well, there are so many ways. And before the break, we had mentioned that Pax had said there was eight to 12 years before we reach this fail, fail safe point. Mm-hmm. And I just want to clarify that that doesn't mean the end of the world. That means a point of no return. So getting to that tipping point, getting to that point where it would be like we can't pull it back. So the most important thing we can do is raise our consciousness all of us together to help people around us raise consciousness. Because when we operate from our higher self-consciousness, we're just completely incapable of hurting each other, going to war, warring and fighting within our own families, polluting the planet with impunity, dumping into our oceans and streams. So higher consciousness is really the ultimate answer here. Additionally, there are so many things that we can do. I would say that addressing the plastic situation is one of the really, really important things that we can all address. We can all make change in this area. And that change is made through our consumer choices. And we have choice. Every time we step out the door and we go buy something, and we need to start making choices from this place of mindfulness. So there are things we can shift within our own home. You can move from plastic food storage containers to glass very easily. There's plenty available to purchase online, even mason jars. We've brought mason jars into our home. We put our food in there. We put our cat's food in there. (laughs) Um, So there's a lot of small things that you can do. Right. But as you do small things, you're actually sparking consciousness, higher awareness, and that is contagious. It is a a viral energy. And so we we can start with that. And there's many, many things we can do. Yeah. And by raising our consciousness, we're also healing ourselves, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So was there anything surprising to you that PAC strongly advised? Surprising that PAC strongly advised. My goodness. Um, there were surprises at every page turn. You know, we were in, I mean, Carol and myself were left with our jaws on the floor. <laughs> during the fall. I did pick up, I did pick up on some of your shocking, you know, your shocked responses in the book. Oh, yeah. I could you see know, the was, image on your face. So, yeah. yeah. It was actually so much fun to write, you know, mm-hmm. for a lot of people, a lot of writers writing a book can be a laborious process. And this was not that. This was fun and it reads really fun as well. It is as much fun for the readers as it was for us writing it. And it was these, you know, 
daily revelations. So I would send a question and then I started turning into, you know, things about space and cosmology and aliens and sure. ancient mysteries. What happened at Roswell? How are the great pyramids? <laughs> built? How are the stones at Stonehenge? So when you ask about what was surprising, those things were particularly surprising to me because I was sort of like, I couldn't believe I was getting answers to this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and Sasquatch is real. Yes, Bigfoot <laughs> is real. It's an anomaly uh-huh. that is actually part of our natural system. And that's a lot to unpack because that would, you'd first have to say that we were told that we were star seeded to this planet, mm-hmm. meaning from other places. And that one of the beings, one of the species that were brought also to planet Earth was this, you can think of sort of like a hybrid and it was a helper. And this is, you know, this the Sasquatch, the the Bigfoot um, anomaly that's almost like left behind. Hmm. And he a mentions lot a lot of helpers. <laughs> he mentions a lot of helpers, like the new Orions, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and then I, I have to question, too, let, let's get into aliens, because I think a lot of people are fascinated by that. What does Pax define as an alien? Mm-hmm. Well, that is a really good and foundational question because we would also be aliens to planet Earth. So what is not an alien (laughs) are the animals and plants. Well, some plants were brought from other planets and civilizations. (laughs) However, animals were not. Animals were not brought to this planet. That includes Sasquatch. That would not be described as an animal. It is more of a hominid. And so Pax had told us that Um, you know, essentially the animals are indigenous to this planet. And then looking at our First Nations peoples, these were the first peoples, the remnants of first peoples um, that were brought to planet Earth, you know, very long time ago, bringing with them their wisdom, their culture. And they really got it right in a lot of ways. So we are highly advised to return to a lot of the ways of our first peoples and to look at how they manage the resources on this planet in terms of environmental repair, that's another one of those things that we can go back to, to counsel with the First Nations people and to learn their wisdom. So I know you wanted to go into um, aliens, but to answer the question, I, I guess suppose in terms of peoples, we're all aliens. Mm-hmm. Okay, I believe that. <laughs> and so what would be our purpose here as humans? Well, you know, we each have an individual purpose. We also have purposes by generation and purposes by culture. But the broad purpose of all life is to spread wisdom across the cosmos, is what we were told by Pax. And that is the same purpose that the ETs have, to spread their wisdom. And so that would be the greater purpose that unites all um, sentient beings and spirit is the sharing of wisdom Okay. And now I have to ask you, Carol, when you were channeling this information, was there any part where that Penelope got into that may have been a lot more challenging for Pax to channel in? Yes. What part was that? When you experience Penelope's questions, (laughs) (laughs) the the answer is most definitely yes. Um, All of the questions were fabulous. There was reluctance. in a number of areas on the part of Pax to answer Penelope's questions for one reason only. We were told that we as a civilization are not ready for the answers. Mm. We are not ready 
in our growth and development, in our way of approaching um, how would we respond to some of the wisdom, um, the forward thinking, the detailed knowledge that might come, whether it be on propulsion systems for interstellar travel, as one example, uh, we were simply given little tidbits of information from time to time. And at other times, we were simply, Penelope's question was answered with, well, you, you're not ready to know this yet. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, I was looking through uh, the book, Do Unto Earth, this morning, and I can see how Penelope tried to go around those answers, um, and she was not taking no for an answer. So she would rephrase her question and perhaps get a little <laughs> bit more information. But, uh, you know, sometimes she would get to her third approach and um, elicit more information, but really not not what she was hoping for or I was hoping for. And the two of us have complete trust and respect uh, for the PAC's wisdom that when we are ready, uh, we will receive. Right. Divine timing. And Penelope, that makes for a great journalist. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. And we do believe there's more to come. And PAX told us that there was in particular in this area of some of those um, technologies that mm -hmm. PAX was holding back, that there will come a time that the, you know, the kind of portal will open for that type of wisdom and it will be when we raise our consciousness so if we want more technology you know this is why i dug into it so deeply because to solve the crisis on this planet with environment we have to solve our dependency on crude oil mm -hmm. and to do that we obviously need renewable energies but it's not going to be the same old same old that we've been focusing on there's a lot more out there and our physicists know there's a lot more out there they're working on it and perhaps on the precipice of many discoveries but it's like why can't they just you know kind of click those gears together in terms of the you know that next invention well there's something that Pax actually called it the mists of time. It's like there's almost like a cognitive mist in the way of these discoveries in the minds of scientists. And that would be a protection that's in place. So as we raise consciousness, and that should be then the goal for every single one of us to raise consciousness within ourselves, within our families, our communities. And as we do that, it catches on and it spreads. And we can more quickly be prepared and be ready for those technologies so that we don't use them to blow up the planet. Right. We don't use them to monetize so that, you know, the free energy is there. Our other planetary ancestors know all about free energy and we will too when we're ready for it. Wonderful. So, and while you guys were writing due onto earth, COVID happened. Did Pax sure did. warn you about COVID and what did he have to say? Yeah, he, he interrupted our usual writing to bring us a message about COVID. And this is what we like to say. It was like, <laughs> like we're <a> broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, hold up, wait a minute. So we ended up pushing out two other books on COVID. They're slender books, but two books came out of that. And we kind of put a pause on the Do Unto Earth writing process, which was super exciting and, and a lot of fun. And we had to pause that like everyone had to pause our lives 
to bring the world information that would be helpful, in particular to bring scientists and doctors information that while we may not be able to disseminate exactly what is meant in some of Pax's language and you know, insights, maybe somebody will. And a really a lot of really good things came out of that. A lot of insights that, you know, we keep watching, we watch in the news and we're like, yep, check mark, check mark. Mm-hmm. A lot of these things now we see were almost prophecies because those books, like 95% of them have already come true. What was said in the books that would happen throughout this last year of COVID and what will be to come. And so much of it has, there's nothing that's been proven wrong at all in, in all of our PAX books. We well, have not, I have not been able to find one discrepancy. Now, some people will, and that's okay, but um, it's pretty amazing information that came through regarding, regarding COVID. And I don't want to give everything away from your books, but is there one thing that you can share with us? I mean, I'm going to actually tell you a bunch of things just more quickly. So there is a connection with hormones with COVID and how it will spread more quickly with the um, presence of certain hormones. And that's the fear hormones and growth hormones. Mm. So fear hormones in particular, we saw these big outbreaks in food processing plants. Those are slaughterhouses. So they put like a nice name on it. But what that is, is a facility where animals are being slaughtered for the food industry. And so there is a lot of fear and fear, fear in the animals. And that fear gives off hormones within, within the animals' bodies and systems, making it COVID when it's present there, more contagious among the population of animals. We already know that it jumps from animals to humans and vice versa. So then in these situations where it's, you know, kind of going rampant, then it turns up more in people because it easily, you know, is um, cross contagious. So we were seeing a lot of outbreaks in people that worked in these, you know, meat processing plants. It's one thing. So the hormone that's, that hasn't gone away, it's not limited to just the um, slaughterhouses, the fear hormones needs to be looked at and also growth hormones. And there were cases in like pregnant women, um, where you think of like the incubation of new life. So we just want science to look at that. Um, another thing is that Pax definitely said the origins of the virus. He said that it did begin at the Wuhan Institute of Virology. And of course, just yesterday, I think the report's being released today, just yesterday in the news, it's just all the talk. Um, about the origins of the virus. And now it's like a lot of things are pointing in the direction of the <laughs> Wuhan Institute of Virology. Well, you know, Carol and I have been saying this for a year. We're like, mm-hmm, okay, well, right. we'll see. And the only reason why that matters is because the the Chinese government in particular, this Chinese government run facility, this laboratory in Wuhan knows more about all coronaviruses than any other humans on the planet. They have been studying coronavirus for a very long time. So what PAC says is they took a natural coronavirus in nature, which occurs in bats, and they transformed it in the laboratory into like a super virus. And so they created it, they know a lot about it. Now it was accidentally released to the population according to PAX by a young female lab worker who's um, you know, very in fear of being found out for this. It was quite a mistake. So this is what PAC says happened. And the reason why it's important for us to know that is not to point fingers, but to work in collaboration, because how will we solve this problem definitively? You know, you see all these different vaccines, but what is the definitive vaccine for all strains of the virus? What else do we need to know? It's a novel virus after all. Mm -hmm. And we need to work in collaboration 
right. with the Wuhan Institute of Virology if we can. And find the solution in the source. Yes. Yeah. Well, with that, we're going to have to take another break, but everyone stick around for more Love from the Hip. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R.com. Is your tween starting to experience a change in their skin? Want to get them on an easy at-home routine and have good skin hygiene? Allow Sakura Skin in Mind to help your tween out. This brief, deep cleansing and educational 35-minute facial is just enough to get your tween, ages 10 to 12 years old, started off in the right direction. Sakura Skin in Mind uses the latest in the clinical skincare industry to care for your tween the right way. Sakura Skin in Mind, treating skin out there with an ounce of treatment and a pound of protection. Call 206-730-7429 or go to sakuraskinandmind.com. Family owned since 1986, Stargazers, a unique metaphysical bookshop, offers a large selection of precious gems, jewelry, candles, sage, shamanic drums and rattles, oracle cards, incense, and more. Plus, you can find a variety of healing goodness from some of the best healers under one roof, such as tarot and oracle card readings, spiritual response therapy, data healing, and energy work. Located in Bellevue at 12727 Northrop Way, Suite 10, Stargazers provides a foundation for healing, ample wisdom, and resources for starting or continuing your spiritual journey. Stargazers, making sense of the stars and everything esoteric. For more information and store hours, go to stargazersbooks.com. That's S-T-A-R-G-A-Z-E-R-S books.com or call 425-885-7289. That's 425-885-7289. Welcome back to Left from the Hip. I'm spiritual hypnotherapist, master esthetician, and your host, Sakura Sutter. If you are just joining us, today I have the great pleasure of having author, television contributor, speaker, and founder of the viral energy, Penelope Jean Hayes, and channeler and medium of Pax Wisdom, Carol Serene Borgens, on my show. So, Penelope, I was hoping that you could share really quickly about viral energy. So aside from this virus being contagious, right, uh, Mm -hmm. what else would Pax say is contagious? Well, you know, um, the work that I do, my background is to study viral enology, which is the contagious nature of energy and social interactions in the environments all around us. So we know that a smile is infectious, laughter is contagious. You know, these are at the basics that we know this is true because we know it for ourselves. And when I presented these ideas to Pax, that not only is energy contagious within our own lives and our interpersonal relationships, but also on a mass scale on planet Earth. And so my hypothesis was that these 
energies, whether they're light energies or heavy energies, could actually sit in these pockets or masses or tumors on the planet. And they would be causal by things such as war. You know, you imagine that leaving a fingerprint of negative energy, heavy energy. And that would be, you know, things like certain industries who are dumping into our oceans. So you can't get away with it. Energy will always tell the truth. And so what is left behind is a residual in that energy. So PAX basically just confirmed that. And it was um, really validating for the work that I do to have that confirmed. And he said that not only is that true and not only are there these tumors of energies around your planet, but they can also be seen from space. But and then I was like, what? <laughs> seen from space. And he said, well, more accurately, they would be perceived from space by those who have the ability to sense energy. And we all do, as Carol had mentioned before. And I think that's really important to make sure we kind of get in here too, is that everyone can sense and perceive energy and everyone can tap into a higher collective consciousness. And some people do it as Carol does with a very clear channeled voice from a very, you know, particular personality and spirit source and others do it. You know, I do it through my own version. I sit in the forest and I write stuff. I get ideas in the shower. A lot of people <laughs> experience that. Right. So, you know, to, to know that we can all do this and we should be encouraged to try it because this is how we move into our higher consciousness. When we do that and then we see that we can do it, then we know we can do it. It's just like playing a sport. Exactly. You know, once you start doing it more, you realize, ah, I can do this. <laughs> so I would encourage everyone to, to practice these things because they are simply senses. They're, you know, kind of latent for many of us, but we can tap into these six senses and beyond. And then we can do this all together. So, exactly. so, so Carol, what is the ongoing message that you would like to share from PAX? Thank you. PAX wants us all to know that we have the power to make a difference in our worlds. And by that, he means in our family, our village, our city, or globally. For people to be fearful about what they see happening, whether it be global warming or genocides around the world, people don't need to sit back in fear. Each person has within themselves the power, the strength, the ability to make change. Mm -hmm. It is to start small, to align yourself with others in a movement, perhaps, if, if that is helpful going forward. But Pax wants us to know that we are not victims. We each have the potential to be leaders. And the key word uh, for Pax is trust. Each of us are to trust in ourselves and our own ability and uh, believe strongly that we can make a difference. Uh, Self-empowerment is something that each person has as a birthright and each person should look within themselves for their own abilities in whatever area of life um, they feel strongly about that they want to to help to make change and understand that they can that's, it's just a matter of trusting in self well that's remarkable thank you for sharing that with everyone and how can my listeners learn more about you two and your books? 
They can visit our website, paxwisdom.com. That's P-A-X, wisdom.com. And from there, both of our websites are linked and they're just our names. If you're looking to reach us directly, Carol is carolsereneborgans.com and mine is penelopejeanhays.com. Well, wonderful. Thank you both for being here today. Thank you, Sakura. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you very much. And thank you to Eric, my brilliant producer, KKNW and KBKW, the talk of Grace Harbor, and you, the listener. You can find me at sakurasetter.com. Really love the show. Don't be shy. Drop me a line at sakuraatlovefromthehip.com. Tune in next week for another Love from the Hip, where I have guest Mike Anthony on from Netflix's Surviving Death. Stay kind out there. Stay true to you. And don't forget, make self-love contagious. Go ahead. I dare ya. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H.com. Did you know that there's power in the number three? Not only is it the number that our brains remember best, it's also the triad, as it contains a beginning, a middle, and an end. So it represents wholeness. What better way to absorb information than from the power of three? Coaches, Sakura Sutter, Rory Reich, and Brenda Reese on the Conscious Coaching Hour. This brand new live show airs the fourth Wednesday of every month from 2 to 3 p.m. These three intuitive and transformational coaches will reveal their own life experiences, share candid conversations, and offer up advice using their individual spiritual gifts, intuition, and intellect to help you overcome the challenges you may be facing in life. No matter where you are, the Conscious Coaching Hour will meet you there and shed light on the things that matter most to help awaken your intuition and inner coach and to help you live your best life.